Hello, and thank you for joining this ISACA podcast episode. My name is Holly Mangrum Willis, and I am a senior program manager for ISACA's foundation, One in Tech. Joining me today is a very special guest, Ananta Siana, a retired professional who was previously at Larson and Tubro Limited India. He's here with me today to discuss his recently released article, Identifying and Preparing for Interruptions, Disruptions, and Emergence. Thank you so very much, Ananta, for joining me today. How are you? Thank you very much, Holly. I'm doing good. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity to be on this podcast. I look forward to interacting with you and speaking to our audience. Oh, thank you so very much. So let's hop right into it. I know that my introduction did you absolutely no justice. So can you please take a moment to introduce yourself, your work within the IT security industry, um, and a little bit about your background that led you there? Okay. Uh, I've been around in this industry for a very long time, almost four decades. I started working with computers when people were writing code in the punch card days earlier. And from there now to the world of artificial intelligence, I've had a wonderful ride. I have been lucky to be a part of all the technology developments that have happened in the last four decades. And uh, if I may say so, to also be on top of it, uh, to implement systems using most of these technologies during my career. Qualified as a certified information systems auditors in 1992, that is 31 years back. And from then onwards, it has been a great privilege for me to have worked with ISACA on multiple capacities in contributing journals, being the president of a local chapter and so on and so forth. I love working with ISACA and that is a wonderful thing that brings me here today. I have worked as a chief information officer. I've worked as a chief digital officer. I've seen, I spent the first 10 years of my life as an information systems auditor. And after I moved into the core of information technology and the digital revolution, I have been conscious of security in everything that I do. Um, Mm -hmm. I kept information security at the back of most of the work that I do because I know what it means to as having been an auditor earlier. And it's been fascinating to see how all the new stuff that is developing around the world makes information security and audit more and more important than ever before. Fantastic, thank you. And I just wanna say, if I may, on behalf of ISACA, we have enjoyed working with you as you are a repeat journal author um, and here, of, of course, on our podcast. And so as a repeat journal author, ISACA journal author, what inspired you to write this particular article about interruptions, disruptions, and emergence? What did you see happening that said, hey, I need to call attention to this? One thing that we will notice in the last, say, seven to eight years is that the world is becoming increasingly digitalized. Every little thing that we do in the world today, every little transaction is powered by a digital app. And we are very dependent on all the systems for even doing not just the work at our office, 
but even in our personal life. And what does that mean? It means that these digital systems that help us live have to be on all the time and they have to work ceaselessly without interruption, manage everything that is thrown at them, including large traffic and other disruptions and carry on. So what does that mean? That we need to be prepared to face interruptions, dis disruptions and other emergency events. And that is what motivated me as I was working deeply with digital transformation and new technologies that I thought I'd put this all together in an article to say, what can be the role of the information systems auditor in contributing to helping their organizations better overcome these hindrances to the work? Okay, that makes that makes sense to me. So if I if I may, what you're saying is technology, of course, a great thing. However, at the pace that it's developing and the sheer volume at which it's happening, we can't only consider the positive aspects of that technology, right? We're opening ourselves up to more risk. We're opening up ourselves ourselves up to um, more just opportunities for things to go wrong, either minorly or catastrophically, right? So, so which which again makes your article all the more po poignant because when I hear risk, I think about risk in general, right? Just it's risky behavior. You might want to avoid it, but here you have delineated between interruptions, disruptions, and emergence events as a part of risk. Can you go into a bit of a detail about what each is and the difference between the three? Yeah. Risk is something that causes something to stop or to fail. And risks are plenty and they impact and come into existence in many conditions. All risks do not cause devastation. There are minor risks, there are major risks, there are risks that act long-term, there are risks that act immediately. So anything that hinders the smooth flow of an information system or puts a hindrance to the achievement of the goals of any organization could be called as a hindrance. And now these hindrances can be an interruption, it can be a disruption, or it could be something very dramatic and changing, which we now will call as an emergency event. Uh, now, we can take these three topics one by one and speak about what causes an interruption and what are the differences between these. So let's look at what is an interruption. I think all of us are aware we are trying to buy something, we open up a shopping app and then you're trying to do something or you're trying to book a ticket or even at the office, you're trying to create a purchase requisition or a procurement request or any of these activities. But Sounds like you know my life, Ananta. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean, I mean, both in our office lives and in our personal life, I think we are constantly looking at a screen not only for entertainment, but also to get something done. Absolutely. And when we want to get something done, we want to get it done. 
and how frustrated are we when the app does not respond or the flight ticket that I'm trying to book does not result in the process getting completed. So these things happen because at the back of all these apps, there is a huge server, there is a huge application software, there are a hundred things that are working together, APIs, integrations, connectivity between payment systems, and all that come together every time we do a transaction to make it successful for a person to achieve something through a digital channel. Mm. But these things could get interrupted. Suddenly you will find something is not working and these do not come announced. An interruption is typically something that could happen to any system, irrespective of which geography, which country, what software, hardware platform it is on. And it comes suddenly, it comes unannounced. An interruption may last for a few seconds due to a temporary network congestion, or sometimes it could be a crash of the servers or the software, and it may take hours for the system to come back up. All of us have experienced some of the largest and the biggest systems in the world powered by major corporations have suffered downtimes in the past for some reason or the other. Right, right. And thanks to the work of all the people around, they've always come back. And one thing that we can always be sure about information systems is that they will all come back. But the question is, how quickly? Quickly enough for the users to be happy? So that is the nature of an interruption. And when you look at what causes an interruption, we could break this down into, which is what I have said in my article, about six broad categories of what causes an interruption to a system. Mm -hmm. The number one cause, and kind of surprisingly, is very often a software malfunction. Okay. It's not a cyber attack, which is the number one reason, but very often a software glitch. Uh, the software glitch could be a patch updation that somebody is trying to do, or somebody is trying to improve the features of the application by introducing better things. But when they try to do that upgrade and introduce new things, something else goes wrong, and so the software goes down. So software malfunction is the number one reason for interruptions to happen and they are recoverable. The second reason is a hardware malfunction, a storage device, a server, a computational device, or a network switch. Uh, although these hardware malfunctions are in becoming increasingly rare these days because of a phenomenal improvement in the quality of hardware and the cloud that we have got, but hardware malfunctions also cause um, interruptions. The third major reason could be a network outage, either on the part of the carrier or any of the hundreds of devices, routers and switches and links and Wi-Fi points and all that, uh, or just mere congestion. It's like during the course of like maybe Christmas shopping, there is an overload in the system and the network gets congested and that causes an interruption to this network. So these are three major causes for interruptions. And of course, another cause is a malware or a cyber attack, which could cause an interruption and bring systems down. Other than this, we would have certain infrastructure elements, natural disasters, fires, floods, any of these things that could cause interruptions to work. 
Um, that is an outline of what causes the interruptions. But the good news here is that for majority of the interruptions that happen, the causes can be identified and the processes for bringing these systems back from these kind of interruptions are very well known, been done and tried multiple times. And so for an organization that is well prepared, recovering from an interruption should be eminently possible and in very good time. Mm, okay. Okay. So you, you threw out a lot there. Let me review a little bit just to make sure that I have it from my own understanding. So an interruption can happen to any system at any time, unannounced, don't necessarily know that it's coming. There are six different categories of causes of an interruption. I've got a software glitch, hardware malfunction, network outage, malware and cyber activity, natural disaster, and infrastructure deficits. So, and did I did I get that right? I'm a good student. I need I need my A plus. Holly, you nailed it. <laughs> All right. All righty. So what I heard was that there are many points of vulnerability. But on the back end, what you said was that these should be able to be overcome for in well-prepared situations. The remedies are well-documented, tried and true. So is a would you say that like an interruption, they happen, they are standard and maybe less catastrophic than possibly a disruption or an, an emergent event? The disruption could be catastrophic okay. through an interruption. If you have a fire in a data center, it could be catastrophic. If you have a very, very serious software glitch that takes a lot of time to recover, it could cause downtime of maybe half a day or a couple of days, and which could be catastrophic for certain businesses. So the interruption is not always necessarily minor, but the key thing about interruption is that the time to react is very short and it comes unannounced. The mitigation for all these interruptions is being prepared and implement all the security features, the processes in software development. How do you develop software? What processes do you put in place before you deploy a new patch or a new set of code? How rigorous is your testing? How rigorous is your load testing? These are all processes that an information systems auditor can review and audit to help the organization to be ready for an interruption. Okay, so let me let me go back for a second because you pointed out something interesting. I was thinking about this very linearly or standalone, but what I'm hearing is that interruptions, disruptions, emergent events can intersect and or inform one another. An interruption, depending on your response to that, could lead to a larger disruption or an emergent technology could lead to disruption if we're not prepared. And I think that that's what brings me to my next question is that preparedness, no matter if you're dealing with the interruption, the disruption or an emergent event, um, 
it's it's about your response to it. So what is the the role of the IS auditor when it comes to these types of events? I think you should take a moment here to speak a little bit about disruptions. Um, to use a normal English term, an interruption could cause a disruption. But the way we look at interruption in this art, disruption in this article is that a disruption is not like an inter interruption. That means that a disruption does not happen suddenly without notice. A disruption is like what you mentioned about emerging technology, right? And if you look at an example that I've quoted in the article, in the 1990s, banking underwent a huge transformation. From the time of everybody having to visit a bank personally in order to carry out a transaction, everything went online. And that transformation from banks being physical to enabling their customers to perform all the money transfers and, and the work online was a major change. That was not an interruption, but that was a disruption. So the banks that moved on to online platforms, enabling their customers to access their accounts virtually were the ones that won and the ones that did not do that got left behind. This was what happened in the 1990s. But if you just look back uh, six to seven years ago, the world underwent a whole digital transformation effort where new technologies like uh, in Internet of Things, the ability of the mobile phones to perform phenomenal calculations, they transformed the world digitally. And large companies that undertook a major digital transformation exercise in upgrading all their systems to being real-time, to enabling them on the mobile phones, using a technologies like the Internet of Things, augmented reality and virtual reality, and now artificial intelligence, they will be the winners in the game. These kind of disruptions do not happen suddenly overnight, but you can kind of predict them with a slightly medium term of say three to five years. Um, if you look at how the mobile phones came into being uh, in the late 1990s and in the beginning of the um, current uh, decade, it was a writing on the wall that compute will move to a mobile device sometime back. And organizations that prepared for that disruption, that I should enable whatever I'm doing on large servers and laptops to be done on a mobile phone are the organizations that succeeded. So, but the preparation is the same in the sense that you prepare for interruptions with the knowledge of what you already have and how to deal with it. But the preparation for a disruption is based on current trends, watching what is happening in the world and definitely learning new technology. Absolutely. So, so I'm glad that you clarify what disruptions are. But as you were speaking about the response to the emerging technology that the banking industry um, is using and used to, to evolve, someone had to say, hey, this is where we're going next. Someone has to say, this is what is best for our sectors or industry's future. Um, and this is the best way to go about it. Now, in my mind, 
working for ISACA, that's an ISACA member, right? That's an auditor. <laughs> that's someone who does this work. So how can an information systems auditor be an active participant in that process? What is their role in getting over the hump and getting to that evolution and accounting for those disruptions and being as prepared as possible? I think this is a question that's going to be most valuable to the information systems auditors. The work of an information systems auditors with respect to interruptions is very standard. You know all the security measures that have to be done, the testing and the reviews that have to be done. But with, if you want a, an information systems auditor to be proactive, to be a person who's just not finding what has not gone well or what are the faults, but to be advising the organization on what the future is and how the organization can keep pace with what's happening with the industry, that is where the information systems auditor's contribution to helping his organization, her organization to overcome disruptions is just two, two words, learn and be proactive. Mm, mm. And you know what? I really want to point this out right now because I'm sure there are a lot of ISACA members listening to this saying, I wish my boss could hear this. So we encourage you to share this link because I think that that's important. A lot of people look at uh, IS auditors as serving a purpose, catching gaps, and just dealing with what's in front of them here and now. But what you're saying is, is that we have to incorporate an um, advisory capacity to get ahead and to get in front of these trends and to be prepared for the implementation of these digital trends in the day-to-day -day business. Absolutely. I think every profession in the world looks at how that profession can go up the value chain. And there is routine work that you're doing day in and day out. That is your bread and butter that you do all the time. But if you want to go up the value chain, you want to be doing something more proactive not looking at things that are easy for you to look at, but advising the organization on what they should be doing or how can they exploit a new technology that is coming out and also overcome the risks associated with that technology. So the information systems auditors, she has to do two things. One is to learn about what is the new technology and what has the potential for that technology to be used in the particular industry segment that he or she is working. That is the first thing. The second thing and the more important attitudinal change is to be proactive, not to be waiting for an audit assignment to come and land on your table, but to engage in conversation with the business leaders to talk about what is possible and how can that possible be implemented in that organization in a secure way. I'm not, it's not lost on me that two words that you've repeated, learn and be proactive and proactivity, right? And so what that signals to me is strategic planning, is having a long-term vision, right? And so why, why is strategic planning and thinking ahead and thinking forward critical to embracing emergent technology. That actually brings us to the third point in the article, which is interruptions, disruptions, and emerging events. And 
if you look at the life of an AIS auditor, it is also a continuum in which he or she keeps adding value to the work. If you want to advise the corporations where you're working about what could probably happen 10, 15 years down the line, and that is what we would call as an emerging event, which is not visible now, but it is emerging or is nascent. And we could see the conversations, the articles about these kind of things. We don't know whether they will happen or not. And that's what makes it very difficult for emerging events to be predicted that we don't know whether they will happen, but it looks like they are happening. And that is why a lot of consultants talk about what are the forward-looking global perspectives that are impacting the world today. And one thing that is very, very visible in the world today is climate change, um, which is impacting everybody in the organization. And so is climate change going to affect me, affect my organization? All of us can see the very visible signs of climate change. We are having uh, global weather impacts and events at unforeseen times in magnitudes that have not been seen before. These are all visible signs of climate change. The planet where we live is under a threat and it is imperative for every organization to do something about it. And what does that mean? Do I become carbon neutral? Am I a company that's going to invest more in technologies that are eco-friendly? They protect the nature, protect the resources of water and air that is around us. And can we bake all that into the products and services that we are giving to our customers? These are definitely boardroom concerns. These are the concerns of a CEO. And that is what, Holly, you said, strategic planning, long-range planning. It is not exactly in the realm of an information systems duties. But if you are an information systems auditor who has crossed the chasm from interruptions to guiding your corporation on disruptions, you are in a good position to also engage in conversation because you have access to the board, you have access to your CEO in conversations about what could be something in the future 10, 15 years down the line. Mm. And, you know, and I thank you for for bringing up uh, the global impact and major areas of change, because it, it it really highlights the need for corporations and especially digitally digitally focused corporations to also be socially conscious. Right. Um, it was I have to admit that in my role as a program manager for uh, the foundation one in tech, where I primarily work on She Leads Tech, the She Leads Tech initiative. Um, it was it was a part of your article that truly resonated with me where you talked about climate change and urbanization, inequality and inclusion and inclusion and even demographic change as needed considerations in your strategic and strategic planning um, to make this a, a, a safer digital world, right? To have the, the best and greatest impact with our digital infrastructure possible to make sure that in all things we are serving the greater good again which includes our climate which is in, which includes our neighbor right um and so i think that again it was it was incredibly impactful because a lot of times 
um, especially security, IT, security auditors, governance, look at things very technically. And it, it, it's kind of like a laser focus on making sure that we are hitting the benchmarks or um, being as safe as possible without considering the other components that the yeah. other social components that go into creating that safety. So thank you. Thank you very, uh, very much for that. And so, you know, you, you talked about learning, proactivity, strategic planning, um, and you know what, before I go any further, there was an, there's a quote in your article that I definitely wanted to highlight and it's from Carl Schroeder. So poignant. You quote it, foresight is not about predicting the future. It's about minimizing surprise, about minimizing yes. surprise. That was so key, so poignant. And so in minimizing that surprise, what can IS auditors do to stay prepared and prevent and mitigate disruption, interruption, and um, emergence events? Thank you, Holly, for bringing up that quote. I searched high and low for that quote after I'd quoted Niels Bohr saying that prediction is very difficult, especially it's about the future. But we all realize that we can't predict the future. And I think Carl Schroeder brought that out very nicely. You need not have to predict the future, but you have to prepare in such a way that you can minimize the surprise that comes from what happens in the future. And that is what um, the information systems auditor's role is all about. Uh, I always like to think of the information system auditor as a beacon. Uh, your job is to guide and also to alert. And doing both these things requires a phenomenal amount of knowledge on your part, which is where learning comes in. And uh, I think off late, I'm also seeing that uh, within uh, a lot of activities that ISACA does, teaching information systems auditors about new technologies. Like for example, right now we are seeing that generative AI is making a tremendous impact and all the corporations and the CEOs are wondering, how can I use generative AI to better my business? Now, how can an IS auditor advise a company about the use of generative AI if he or she herself does not know anything about it. So read up, undertake the courses that ISACA has spoken about on learning technology, come to speed with what is happening because you're not alone. Everybody in the world is learning about generative AI. So it's not wrong to learn. So I've been reading up on generative AI for the last two, three months like crazy. So learn, be proactive, and you will become a big asset to the organization. And the CEO on the board will want to hear what you say. I really, you know, and that brings me to an, an, another question, if you'll follow me for a moment. I really like what you said about learning and especially about the new AI technology, which makes me think of the next generation of digital trust professionals and ISACA professionals, right? And so I'm wondering, um, are there skill sets as we try to attract new um, newcomers to IS auditing um, and governance and security positions, cybersecurity positions, and as we seek to attract underrepresented, untapped talent to the to digital trust professions, 
are the skill sets for working in this area different from the conventional work that an IS auditor typically performs? This has been a difficult question to answer because uh, it's a very uh, age-old question. Do we attract auditors and become make them savvy in information technology to make them information systems auditors? Or do we get professionals who are already well acquainted with information technology and train them in audit to make them information systems auditors? And I don't think in these 40 years we have found the perfect answer to this question because ultimately either of these uh, kind of people have to learn. You either have to learn audit or you have to learn information technology. And I think a combination of a person who learns both is what helps. But what is uh, very relevant in today's world is that the information systems auditors profession is probably as much cutting edge technology at the bleeding edge as it is of a person who is a data scientist or an artificial intelligence expert. Because an information systems auditor has to be at the edge of everything modern that is being done in their companies. So that should be a very great motivation for a young person entering the field of IS audit to come into this profession because there is not a single day where something new is not happening in this field. And the challenge of coming to speed with what's happening around you, uh, if that is not enough, what else is? Exactly. I mean, it sounds like you're saying the possibilities are endless if the will is there to do the work, to learn and to be proactive, to mitigate these to mitigate these disruptions. Absolutely. And believe me, the world needs you because the guys who are developing this new tech and these processes will go their way as they should in inventing more and more newer things. And you need an IS auditor to say, yes, so these great new things are fantastic. But may I show you? a secure way of deploying them? Yes, that's fantastic. I, I believe that you may have piqued a newcomers and the next gen um, to ISACA and Digital Trust. I'm sure you have piqued their interest because you've piqued mine today. And I am so sorry because this has been such an amazing conversation, Ananta, and I appreciate just the time that you've taken not only to write this article, but to go into deeper explanation here um, and, and come out with some gems that are applicable to next gen, to employers, to current auditors, to ISACA members. We appreciate you. Thank you so kindly. Thank you, Holly. Been my pleasure. Very happy <laughs> to contribute. And, and talking to you was fun. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I've... Thank you for that compliment. I appreciate it because it is fun for me to learn about the intricacies of what you all do and what makes iSoccer great. So thank you, sir. And with that, for our listeners, make sure you check out Anantha's article. It is entitled Identifying and Preparing for Interruptions, Disruptions, and Emergence in the iSoccer Journal. Please click on the link in the description below. And with that, I am Holly Mangrum Willis. Thank you for tuning in to this iSoccer podcast. Take care and stay safe.